Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Redman TV podcast. Uh, podcast number eight. Whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed. Me and Chris. Whoop. I've, I've, I've grown as a person. <laughs> well, in this particular area of your life. I feel it deserves a whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. <laughs> but it's, but it's in, the, in the whoop area of the, of the of life. Um, yeah, so we're gonna, we've are gonna we got a question to kick us off this week uh, from Nick Kyle Arumugum, who I get wrong almost every other week. Uh, Ask us what our favourite ever Liverpool kit is. I think away kit, it's the green and white squares, probably. <sighs> Love that kit. Iconic. I that that is up there with my least favourite kits of all time. Yeah. I've got it. It's actually funny if it's upstairs. Um, or the it's or the grey flecked nineteen eighty nine one because that's what I remember more than the eighty eight one. The, the eighty nine ninety one. Yeah, rather than the year before, which was Just similar, but it was the candy one because yeah. I had the candy one as opposed to the crown paint one. That was the year the year before that. So there was two years of that, which was just solid grey, just crown painted, then candy, and then yeah, the flecked one was the was the candy one with eighty eight. And just John Barnes went short to a short. Went short to a short and very wide as well. I remember them. Yeah, I think that, that was just I, John Barnes, mate. Yeah, no, I, I had those shorts. I had that. So I had I had number eight on the back of that shirt because I had nine on the home shirt from the year before. I got eight on on that as they were getting. I can't remember. I think, oh, I got seven on the home shirt. This is Got pre-squad numbers days, cause so nine was obviously Rush, yeah. eight was Houghton, seven, seven was, was Beardsley. Oh, Beardsley at the time. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I always tend to go for away kits rather than the home because a red doesn't suit fellas. Just doesn't suit fellas very well. <laughs> you know, everyone every, black and blues and greys are sounds, but they just don't really stand out. The red kits. Mm. I mean, it's, any kit that you win a league title in stands out. Yeah. Any kit that you do well in the grey two thousand nine, the Torres one. That they all stand out, but it's because you attach the memories of that season yeah. with those kits, don't you? That, yeah. That's what a good kit does. Well, exactly. At the time, you can look at it and go, "That's terrible." Well, that's probably one of the reasons why I don't like the quarters kit. It's because we lost yeah, the FA Cup final, final yeah, in, that, know, in that kit, no know, less. But it was well, yeah, a great kit, for me, it's yeah, or any of the grey ones. So, like I, the one most recently, of course, was oh eight oh nine. That one, I absolutely adored that shirt. But it's probably I'm full of it's one I got. I got it for Christmas off me, off me mum and dad. Ninety. 93, 94, which is white with the green sleeves, the big black Adidas stripes up the sides, black shorts, and then the socks with the, the white hoops on them. And there's a couple of reasons. A, because like Robbie Farrell wore it and he was amazing around that time when he was just starting to break through. But also on the, the footy games, sensible soccer at the time, very limited in what you could make your player look like because it was mm-hmm. like eight pixels. But you could do that 
the different color sleeves and the different color fronts. So it was a, it was a it was an interesting looking kit that you could act, you could relatively accurately make on the game. So I yeah, can tell you, I'm going to throw this in there as a bonus and say the worst kit that Liverpool have ever had mm-hmm. is the Minecraft white, purple, and black one. Do you know the one with all that crap running oh, the all first the warrior, from the first one? My way, that's the worst. Well, second one, second one. Well, that's that was, the worst. It is. You're probably right. Yeah, it's up there. To be fair, we had two terrible purple kits back to back, didn't we? We had the one with like the tribal shit down the down the down the arms as well. Oh warrior. <laughs> oh warrior. Great days. Yeah, so uh, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast this week. For those of you who want to watch us do this uh, and get some extra bonus content, we normally do answer a few more of your questions at the end. That's on the redmentv.com, so go across and sign up for that. Um, because, you know, what we do is a very visual, it's a very visual medium, Redmen TV. You know, we, I think we do our best to deliver. You, you exactly, look, you've got no idea the hand gestures we're making now if you're just listening. Thing. <laughs> oh, oh, visual gags. Uh, yeah, as I say, go over to redmentv.com and sign up. It's free for the first month. If you watch this and you're totally underwhelmed by the extra visual content, you can continue to listen to this for nothing. But yeah, that's for you right there. <laughs> Those finger symbols right down the lens. Um, okay, so let's get stuck into it. Obviously, we're doing this a little bit later this week. I was, I was down in London uh, recording my take on... The Fan Mastermind series, I'll be out in a week or two's time, so tune in for that on the Ball Street YouTube channel. Um, it's definitely worth I, I made a complete knobhead of myself uh, and then 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 redeem myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a, I don't want to talk too much about Stoke because it's kind of done, um, but I know you guys did the final word show. How was that? Really, really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's the manner of victory, isn't it? Mm. And the fact that you can go from one extreme to another. And that's what makes football so good, isn't it? It's those emotions. It's the emotional roller coaster. It's why 2005, apart from the fact that we win the Champions League off the back of that game against Milan, it stands out more than the others because yeah. of the adversity that the team goes to. And yeah. to play that badly, that first half was as bad as any I've seen in maybe three or four years. Yeah. I mean, going back to the Hodgson reign, yeah. it was that bad of a first half. And then, you know, coming off the back of indecisiveness with substitutions on the Wednesday before against Bournemouth to show the decisiveness and change the game and bring on a guy who could have fallen down a crack in Phil Coutinho. He'd lost that much weight. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the lads, one of the Liverpool players said if it was windy, he'd have got blown over. He'd lost that much weight, do you know what I mean? That And, and, and to, to show that decisiveness and to show the fans that this means everything, that the top four is everything that we're aiming for, that yeah. we're willing to push Phil Coutinho past his frigging limits yeah. for that. And then to and go and get the willing. results. And that he's willing, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then to go and get the results. It makes that game one of the best of, of the season for me, just in terms of the emotional roller coaster. Absolutely. What's really interesting, because I was looking at the numbers that obviously that the that we that we've done in terms of the videos and what have you. And it's weird. We and it tells you how important that win was because you're right, the first pardon me, the first forty five minutes of that game was horrendous like with, with one or two little bright spots where we look like a football team but they were so few and far between and you know but ultimately it's a 2-1 win away at Stoke it shouldn't be that big but it, it felt big because again the numbers we did we did we did decent numbers on the Merseyside Derby stuff in terms, of, in terms of views the Bournemouth stuff did absolutely fuck all draws man I know but then well midweek late night draws but just what I mean, what I, I'm kind of discounting that to some extent. We beat Mersey, we beat Everton in the Merseyside derby really well, three-one. Nice goals, good afternoon, great football. We, by all accounts, like almost we 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 looked out, we scraped through against Stoke, and yet that is gone. 
mad. It's gone <laughs> everywhere. People want to look about it. They want to talk about thank it. Thank you, it's, Harry Potter. Yeah, the Harry Potter's got a few. Uh, big, big thank you to him and his weird, his weird beard. Um, mm. Did he do that just for the game day? Do you reckon? Def- yeah, yeah. So I was talking to Elliot from Burpit TV about him, and um, he's just an, he's just a normal bloke. He just I think he just washes that out of his beard when he's in day to day life. That's a little disappointing. But apparently, did, did he just change his name back to John or whatever it is, Michael? More than like, I mean, unless his first name is in fact Harry, which is a lot of foresight from his And his parents. Imagine his name was Potter. Yeah, exactly. That'd be um, but he. Um, one thing I did find out is the shirt that he wears because I noticed it's got loads of signatures on it. it must have like every Stoke player from God knows how long on it. He doesn't wash that shirt, okay? Because you couldn't wash that shirt if you recall. You once upon a time had Robbie Fowler's name on a on a Liverpool shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gutting that because he came into Subway before we were playing Bolton away, so I knew he wasn't in the match day squad. Broke that news to me six friends. Um, didn't have social media at the time. <laughs> they, they, were all, they were all they were all made up to hear that Robbie Fowler was eating a foot long before uh, before a match. <laughs> uh, one that we went on to lose, I think one 0 So he comes into Subway, and I'm like, I'm in my Subway uniform. I've got the shit hat on and the shit shirts and all that, and trousers that are really too tight. Um, run run into the back, get me Robbie Fowler shirt. He signs it. I'm like, this is brilliant. But then I realised that I couldn't go to the ma- to watch the match in the pub in my subway uniform, so I have to put the Robbie Fowler thing on. Anyway, I end up sweating the signature out, having to wash it and stuff. And Mainly, like, look, I could probably have lived with an unwashed Liverpool shirt with a Robbie Fowler signature, but anyone who's ever walked past the subway knows that the smell's fucking horrendous <laughs> and that it will literally get into every pore of your skin, never mind your clothes. So I had to wash that shit regardless because yeah. it stunk of Subway. If Subway smells fucking horrendous, what is it, what is it like a, a fishmonger's smell? Oh, my Paul. So I used to run a fish counter as well in the supermarket. <laughs> and for some... Un- <laughs> For some fucking ridiculous reason, they used to give you a fleece. Now, fleeces, if you've ever worn a fleece, and everybody's Port worn very a fleece, porous. it's the worst possible thing that you can wear if you're working around water and fish. A smell sponge. Honestly, you, you couldn't even wear a smell sponge. Thankfully, that would be really bad. But I'm just like, I put it on, I stink. I put it on in the morning, I stink. You have to essentially wash, a, wash and dry a fleece every day. You only get one. Summerfield Market fresh fleece. There's not that many out there, do you know what I mean? They're probably collector's items now, but they all stink of fish, so no one wants them. <laughs> this is the problem, Paul. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Who gives a man, and to be fair, like my girlfriend at the time always thought I was cheating on her, I just stunk of fish all the time. I'm not going to pick up on that, <laughs> thanks very much. Um, but yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently he wears it, wears it for every match as he does, and, and I got told he, went, he did a fun run the next day in it as well. Uh, and then and then had to wear. I mean, like dedication to the cause. Apparently, he was voted like Stoke City Fan of the Year or something last year or the year before, oh, and he won yeah. some competition to go to the Champions League and the Europa League finals and all that from being the best. The You'd best be gutted, fan. wouldn't you? I yeah. mean, they can't even get to any finals. Never mind them. Yeah, but um, yeah, he was he was he was he was all right. But thanks very much for for saying stupid things about flares and like. Is the thing I don't. I'm not a massive fan of the smoke bombs. If I'm perfectly honest, we've done we've done this on things before. I I like I like how they look and I like the whole like the aggressive atmosphere that it gives you, makes it, the intimidation factor that it gives the the away end and what have you. But if you've ever had one drop on your toes, they're, they're horrible. Like yeah, so, uh, I don't disagree with him. Some points he made some stupid points a bit further on, which he didn't put on camera, which I won't discuss because I won't drop him in the shit because everyone's got stupid opinions. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but, but, on, oh, go on. but the point about the the, the, the Stoke game, as I say, it was that real feeling that because there was the feeling was I was I was looking in the first half. Me, me and me and Tom went. We had and we had a, we had a, we had a great day ultimately. But I was looking over at Jurgen in the first half, and I was thinking, this is it. This is the game. Where 
we're thinking about why why the season's gone wrong, and you're starting to think about the excuses and the where why did we fall short this season, and then thinking about next season. And I think I I, I get the impression that every Liverpool fan around the world watching that kind of had that was this. Well, what does that mean? And you start to think about how everything's crumbling down, all yeah. your hopes and dreams yeah. for the new season already. You're already thinking how shit next season's going to be. So next season's going to be boss, by the way. Well, exactly. But that's the thing. We can that, this this win allows us to get back to that mentality. Whereas if it doesn't, that's you, here's, you the, here's the thing. Liverpool fans, for some reason, all of us, and you know, I'm not I'm not pointing anyone out. Have talked ourselves up like we're in bad form. Because mm. of because of something that happened two months ago, because of January and stuff. Yeah. Now I pulled up the the form table here. We're fifth in the form table. We've got fourteen points from the last eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's four wins and two draws and no losses who's, in the last six games. From our rivals, Chelsea and Tottenham. Or just in general, Tottenham, Leicester, Chelsea, Palace. Well, there you go. Man United are below us. Manchester City have pulled nine points out of eighteen. Yeah, you know. Arsenal, seven points out of 18. Yeah. You know, Manchester United, 12. They're, like, they're two points lower than us. We've talked ourselves into bad form. Yeah. We're not in bad form. Yeah. If, we, if we'd have, you know, if we could stay around between that third to fifth all season long, you're getting top four. Yeah. Now we're in the, the business end of the season and we're outperforming the ones who really matter to us. Yeah. That's the thing that matters. Exactly. And that. I don't get why we're talking ourselves into bad form. Yeah. It, well, it, 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 that's the thing, though, isn't it? it? What it boils down to is... The, we're still in that position where the teams need to go out and go out and perform. And as we've said, it's not, it's not, it's not. I don't think that we've taught ourselves into bad form. It's just that it's there. The evidence is there that we we struggle against we struggle against a certain brand of football. We struggle against certain types of teams. And if teams don't want to come and have a game against us, we make harder work of it than we should. And that was the problem with that game was when you've got no money. And you got no Lalana, and you got no Henderson, and you're thinking maybe no Coutinho, and then you turn up to that game, and not only is it no Coutinho, it's no Firmino. You're like, oh, what the fuck? And then you you, you build. Up. We were talking. We go. Well, look, this time last year we were playing um, Ibe, Ojo, Ojo Ibe. and Origi, or Ibe and Sturridge, or Benteke. You know, we were playing. Our, we were playing a lot of kids in these games, uh, and we were doing okay. So it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was the end of the world, but. We looked disjointed. We looked bang average. We looked totally out of our depth in that first half. And what was great about it was the second we brought Coutinho and Firmino on, and then it, it got even better when Sturridge came on. To be fair, yeah. we looked like a team that should be playing top four. We looked like a team yeah. that was playing Champions League, and all the fears we washed away. All the fears, which is the most important thing. In three minutes. Yeah, I know. Brilliant. Crazy. Is it, it, this is it's that that's sort of I'm doing the statue later on this afternoon with John and what we've looked into me Tom and John is this idea of how Jurgen Klopp's performed over midweek games mm-hmm. and, and the knock on effects of not just the midweek game but we're also looking at the Saturday game or the Sunday game afterwards and yeah. I think you know we played a, a big game in Everton we played Bournemouth and we got a draw now we got seven points out of nine over those three games yeah. and we're looking this week at how Jurgen Klopp's done historically for Liverpool since he took over and also his Dortmund side from 11-12 and 12-13 and we're starting to look at the signings he made between 11-12 and 12-13 to give us an idea of what signings and how many wow. signings we could be looking for this summer to take us from a side that can compete on one front to can compete on more fronts. So tune in if you're not, if you if you do or you don't subscribe to RedmanTV.com please do tune in for this show because it's going to be epic. Like. Yeah, no, it sounds, it sounds really interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad Stoke's out the way because, but I do get the feeling that because obviously West Brom coming up at the weekend, not the same type of game as such, but obviously 
you know, we're, we're coming up, we're coming up against a Tony Pulis side, having just beaten, you know, what was once a Tony Pulis side that still has that. It still has a number of his, you know, it still has his stamp. I think to some extent on that on that side, and it's going to be very interesting because I do feel as though. And we've said this, you know. I think everyone, I think everyone gets this. this. Is not a new, not a new thought per se. But we're looking at these runner fixtures, and if we were, if we were the finished article, I'd be rubbing my hands with glee over all these and mm. going, "Go on, boys! You know, let let loose, go and go and steamroll them." But a combination of that, the lack of the lack of money in particular, I think, and then also, as I say, this this fact that we've not been great against these these type of teams in better commas, I suspect. That West Brom will follow a similar path. If we win it, we're not going to win it four 0 We're going to win it. It's going to be another two one. Yeah, three one. Look, here's here's a here's something we touched on briefly on on the final word. So actually, is that West Brom aren't going to let us off the hook in the way that Stoke did. And what I mean by that is Stoke could have you know taken John Walters off and not bringing Peter Crouch on was a big mistake for me. Mm-hmm. You know they should have been lumping balls into the box and putting our defenders under pressure. And one of the things that I think it was Steve, maybe it was Ozzy mentioned was that we actually he, they thought that we went to three at the back because of the aerial threat mm-hmm. because you get Matip in there as well yeah. and you sort of try and go all right okay you play three at the back against Burnley Stoke so we know that you we can maybe match up with you there but we also throw three big defenders on to to counteract that Stoke thing so I wonder whether if we've still if we're still persisting with injuries. Are we going to do something similar? Because West Brom are going to come at us like yeah. that. It's going to be the long throws. It's going to be long balls, direct balls into the box. The problem is, I just don't think we're suited to three at the back. Mm-hmm. I just don't think these players have played it enough. And Jürgen Klopp's admitted he's not trained it enough. Yeah. Either way, for me, you've got to get Lovren and you've got to get Matip back in there because they can deal with an aerial threat. What I think it maybe does is, is what we talked about last week was about maximising what you do at the other end of the pitch. And I actually I think that what we did in that first half was we knew we couldn't get. 90 out of Phil and Firmino so we had to try I thought the game plan was probably to be tight and maybe you know if, we, if you're going 1-0 up on a counter attack which we could you know we could have done we could have yeah, had a penalty yeah. for Woodburn it could have been a different a different game um, We I think we played to, to keep it level in the first half and then unleash what we had in, in the second but you look at what we did what we did in the second and my, my viewing on it I've not seen the stats or the, or the position or anything to back it up but I felt we were able to play Coutinho and Firmino a bit more a bit more narrow you're spot on we played that three at the back exactly like Chelsea. You played, you essentially play a square of midfielders. So be it Gino and Aldum, Emre Chan and Coutinho and Firmino right up above them, almost the same width apart. And what, you're right, what we managed to do was get Coutinho and Firmino interacting. Because whenever we've not had Mane, that right winger and that left winger don't interact, they yeah. don't play together. Firmino and Coutinho are best when they play together. You're, you're, you're spot on, they played much closer together. And then they were able to use Daniel Sturridge when he came on yeah. to much more effect. And there was a, a willingness from Firmino you know, to get over the top when Sturridge drops deep and Coutinho exactly the same yeah. and we played so much better for just a small shift in formation yeah. makes a massive difference so I, I think personally we'll be doing something similar to that Yeah, that's it my... could be 4-3-3 but with really narrow and play centrally because that's what we're good at that's yeah. what we've been good at all season all our goals that are good come from little interplay down the centre and breaking teams down like that and if we do that against West Bromwich Albion we make them play our game and we don't play theirs we'll smash them yeah it's very interesting because like I said I, I, I agree with that I, I think that that was the most most exciting. That's the most exciting for me. Now, looked in, in in a weird way because uh, if there's one criticism of him, is that when he's on his game, he does the bits and pieces that Suarez did really well. Mm. You know, you know, he puts himself about. He, he does that false landing really well. 
but that Stoke, what we saw in that Stoke game was the most. It was just a goal. It was a dead Suarez goal, wasn't it? He just he had that one moment where he, he couldn't get away with his pace a couple of minutes earlier, and he obviously thought. Actually, thought it was a dead Neil Mellor goal. He just did it, just <laughs> swinging like at it. Yeah, but he's obviously gone. Well, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just, he decided I, that's not working for me. I'm just going to twat it this time. But that's the thing about it. He was, as you said, he was getting into the box. He was trying to get shots off, and it was like, who are you? Instead of being the guy behind the guy, he was like, "No, I'm the guy. I'm going to try and make things happen." And that was—I thought that was really exciting as a result. So you're right. We talked, haven't we, about for a few weeks about what we do with regards to a Rigi stroke storage and are we going to change our ways to get the best out of them? I think we have to, and I, I suspect, like you said, I think this is it. I think this is the backup answer that we've been talking about. And you're right. The question marks remain over the defence. But let's be honest. They remain over the defence, whether we play four at the back or whether we play three at the back, really, don't they? Yeah. And and as we've said, what what is Liverpool? What Liverpool are best at doing is scoring the goals. And as evidence by us being the top scorers in the league. Absolutely, and if we can continue to do that, then then yeah, whatever makes that work the best. And that's the thing, Daniel Sturridge. You know, he doesn't get an assist. He doesn't get a goal. But he starts he, to move, don't exactly. He? But he, he he was able to just be Daniel Sturridge. I'd still like to have seen a bit more. Energy from him because he still wasn't closing down right and stuff. No, maybe but not. But he, he was showing a willingness to get into the box as well. I think Coutinho's goal comes from a ball from Emery Chan, doesn't it? Um, in I'm sure he plays the ball out to Roberto Firmino, runs into the box. Emery Chan turns like a lorry, flicks the ball over the top, and Daniel Sturridge is the one trying to get on the end of it. And there was two exactly the same, and a little straight ball over the top that he was trying to get on the end of. And that's not what we've seen from Daniel Sturridge either. Yeah. So. You know, promising, really promising second half that was, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I'm good. I, we, we're trying our best to get tickets for it, but it doesn't look very likely because Bank Holiday weekend and that that is the uh, yeah apparently that is the that is the the, the place to be. And also, and I realise it, given we've showcased how amazing the, the ways that we've probably done ourselves out of it, done ourselves out of a ticket by showing our greatest. And I was like, oh, I'd love to go and do that too. It's like, no, us, we, us too, please. I think the but tickets it, are already sold. But if anyone. Um, if any, what, but what I mean is it drives interest up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, any, any stray spares long since snapped up. Oh, I wasn't going to go. Fuck, wants to go to West Brom. Oh, that looks dead good. I'll just stick that. Paul Motion's putting. If you've got anyone who's got any spares for West Brom, yeah, no, do yeah. actually. It is a serious request. If, if, if anyone has any spares or they know of anyone who doesn't want to go, what have you? Or if, in fact, if you're going and you wouldn't mind um, doing a little bit of filming and around the ground for yes. us, please do drop us an email. Interact at theredmentv.com. Um, so let's move on, Chris. It's it's get in the bin time. Yeah. Where we pick one thing from Liverpool FC culture to put in the bin. It's not necessarily Liverpool culture on this. It's is it? just footy in general, isn't it? To mm. be honest, but I think for me right now, it's we're entering into silly season, and unfortunately, the world that we live in, we need to make our content stand out, and that and that's you know the the, the crux of it, and um, it's clickbait. It is all about the need for clickbait yeah. as opposed to. You know, people actually doing it. Which is, there's ways and means to do clickbait, like not putting someone's name in a title. Yeah. Really, is just taking the mic. Like Bundesliga player, star, 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 playmaker. Liverpool release. Liverpool cancel contract of young star. You know who that was? No, Brooks Lennon. Wow. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, okay. Sorry, I, I read one yeah, I read one today from the Mirror, which was Stephen Gerrard takes his first steps into management. 
And you're like, yeah, you could have just said it was the under-18s job. You'd have got a tenth of the clicks, admittedly. Yeah. But, you know, it, there's ways and means to go about clickbait. I love, you know, I mean? you know what I love most about it, though? We're doing it as well. Let's, yeah. let's oh, not no, pretend no, we're not. No, like. exactly, yeah, yeah. But many, I hate the many, fact yeah. that we have to. How many news videos have you done this week? Tell me the titles. Liverpool could have £200 million pounds to spend. <laughs> um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain <laughs> to Liverpool, without the question mark. Because the question mark makes a big difference, to be honest with you. And I forget yesterday's one, but it, we need do we need Sacco okay. back? That's a reasonable question. You know, that was a question. Sacco coming back to Liverpool should have been that. That, that would have been that. You missed out. You got better than everybody. Like, he just didn't think of it, did you? No. Was <laughs> we went to be fair. Me and Tom were racking our brains for like a good. Well, I mean, I was. Tom. Tom never shouted any options. Um, but he told me he was racking his brain for like fifteen minutes. I'm racking my brain. I'm the fact that he's just smiling now says that he wasn't. Yeah. Check how many times he updated his Facebook status in that period. Well, now. Um, but the, so yeah. Yeah. He knows. Chris wants me to think of a title. I'm not going to. Back, yeah. I'm fucking around. Fucking asking me to do shit. Um, yeah, no, I um, the, the thing where I really like is the response to this though, because I love the way that when something becomes annoying or something shit and something that's so overtly designed to just be shit, is the reaction that happens to that. And it's so whenever, like, because like Uni Lads and Lab Bible and all that, whatever they're all called, I don't really know. The they they do all this shit though, they're, they're the fucking worst for all this clickbaiting. And people, the first, if you go on like Facebook and you see them, it's people who post underneath first comment, it's this player. There's an entire Twitter account that if you follow that Twitter account, they, they do, that's all they do. I, I can't, someone was telling me about it and someone showed me it and it's literally, they are the first comment and they will just essentially debunk the article for you yeah. and, just, and just put it in 140 characters. Yeah, yeah. Shock, shock move for such and such. The, the player's name is this. It, it's not. It's not a real. It's not a real sort. Of, yeah, brilliant. I love. I. I. I love that as a natural reaction. Because you're right. Because it's. I mean, I get it. Because as you say, this is the. This is the world that, that, that exists now, and things are driven by clicks, and they're driven by follows, and they're driven by ad revenue, which is driven by all of the all of the above, and. Why would you click on an article if you said Steven Gerrard takes under 18's role? Like you would because you might want to find Liverpool out a fans bit more about that exactly. But you might want to. But yeah, exactly. You, you, it's that extra bit of information that you're getting for free that might be enough because people do skim read. People do read the top line. They do read the headlines only. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's clever and it's a. I I I I appreciate clickbaiting for what it is. In terms of it's a, it's a it's a it's a clever way it's a clever way to to as you say to stand out and to 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 make money off something but equally agreed it absolutely does my tits in on stuff. What's the worst of it is we haven't we haven't gone this far yet. Uh, the metro thing about they put single quotation marks around something. Well, it's not a so quote. it looks like a quote, but it's not really a quote. So you, it says uh, again Liverpool hold talks. Liverpool in talks over such and such. You're like. Oh, that's a quote, and then you look at it. And go, it's not a quote. It's not a quote. You sly bastards. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So no, I agree. I think that's a very good thing to get in the bin. That is safely in the bin. No, no, no questions asked from that. Um, so as ever, we ask you for your questions. We got loads of responses this week, so I, I apologise for the people. Some great questions that we were just not going to have time to get through them all, but we'll get through as many as we physically can. Uh, we'll do a few in here, and then we're going to do a few more exclusively on the website as well. So we get to a point where if you like 
this stuff and you like having your questions answered, then again, go to theredmantv.com, sign up and we'll answer a few more questions at the end. I'll tell you what those are as well. So if you feel like you've sent a question and it's not been answered, there's your incentive. Um, so we're going to start off. Chris is frantically writing down his answer to this question. I've just uh, seen the question for the first time. Mohammed Yassin, um, M7MDYNA, go ahead. Um, just top three favourite bands. I will always qualify this with at the moment. Right. Because I find it too difficult to answer that question because it's all about what you're going through and, and you know, if you want to listen to stuff from like, your youth. And Oasis, if, Beatles, Foo Fighters. Okay, fair that. enough. Uh, right now... <laughs> Oasis, Beatles, Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's a fucking good thing. Like. Right now, for me, it's Lawrence Arms. It's The Hold Steady. And it's probably Foo Fighters okay. as well. You can see I was I was a little unsure of Foo Fighters. You crossed Foo Fighters out. Yeah, well, you I just crossed. Got I, crossed I, I crossed the, the yeah the, the first part of it out. But they're the three bands that I'm listening to most right now. The fourth one would be Jimmy Eat World. Okay. I'm heavily back into Jimmy Eat World. Like sweet. Um, but in a desert island disc kind of scenario where you you were stranded for forever and ever and ever somewhere, and you can only listen to the music of three bands. Well, the Beatles would be there because they've got the most. <laughs> Less to get bored of. True. And it's fantastic. Um, whew, whew. Right now, Hold Steady will be there. And How many albums are they on? A, a fair few. Really? Like, yeah, they've got loads of like deluxe editions with like makes them like 40 song albums <laughs> and all that type of stuff as well. So, and then. Ooh. Ooh. Nirvana. Ooh. Interesting. Okay, cool. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Good answer. Okay, next question then comes from Ben. The 
print quality on this is horrendous. Gords, 1992. Would you take James Milner at left-back next season? If not, then how does he fit into next season's squad? I'd like an improvement on James Milner at left-back next season. Yep. I'm not going to be disappointed if he is the left-back next season, as long as we sign someone like a, a Chilwell or a Sessegnon or someone to yep. back him up and learn from him. Um, but ultimately, he, he sounds... He's, he's absolutely fine you know we again we talk about this since the turn of the year he's had a bit of a struggle and maybe he's not he's not offered the same stuff going forwards as he has done mm-hmm. uh, in the early parts of the season but then has the whole team played as well you know True. it's it's easy to single out a left back but ultimately he's not the left back doesn't make your football team tick no and and it shouldn't yeah quite frankly um from a defensive standpoint he has players every every fullback in the league has players who they come up against to get the better of them that's just the way football is yeah. to be honest with you i think james milner has more wingers in his pocket than they have success against him um so for me i'd be absolutely fine i'd lo- look i'd love a top left back i really mm. would i just don't i'm not sure it's going to happen this summer now i think this boils down to one of those things where you, there's a there's a priority list isn't there there's probably Three, I, let's say three, arbitrarily. If I really thought about it, I'll, I always end up coming up with seven. Um, but let's say say three. There's three players where you've got, you've probably got the budget to go and get three top end, twenty million, thirty million plus players. Let's say, fingers yeah, crossed. Um, and then after that, you've then got a list of. Then you've probably got your. It would be really good if we could sort this, and then eventually it just boils down to if we've for whatever reason if we've got a shit ton of money and we're able to sort every single problem in one go, then maybe you get down to seventh or whatever. James Milner falls into that. I think it's it's a it's a reasonably high priority, but it's not that. If we went out and bought, let's say again, a an amazing centre forward, mm. an amazing centre half, and an amazing winger. I could live with James Milner as me fullback. Yeah. Next season, yeah. if we if we didn't buy one of those players and we bought a left back instead, so we missed out on the centre half yeah. or we missed out on the great winger or whatever, and we bought a left back, a, a boss left back, I'd, I'd be okay with that. But again, it's the excitement factor of all these things. No one's creaming the pants over signing yeah. a boss left back, you know, because Roberto Carlos has long since retired. Yeah, um, so I, I, my concern with him is that I don't. I think we've gotten the last great season out of James Milner this year in terms of what physically he's able to deliver on. And given that we're going to have another, hopefully, fingers crossed, even the worst case scenario, maybe another 10 games to play next season, if we're good, um, we'll need to we'll need someone else capable of doing that. So you're right. If you get a young lad in underneath them, sad. I would like to see James Milner go into the pool, if I'm honest. I, I've... I've it's the squad. Okay. Not into the That's swimming pool. I don't no, want to sit and watch James Milner like, dip, d- you know, going mean? for a dip. Um, I want, I, I'd like to see him go back into rotation for when we, as and when we need James Milner. Go back, go to be a proper, be a proper squad player for us because I do, I do worry that you can get away with stuff for our season and maybe he'll come on, maybe he'll be a fine wine, maybe we'll get another couple of good seasons out of him because he has got a great engine. But, I think he looks after himself, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that, you know he'll be better. I think if he is to go into next season, he will be better for having a year for having played those wingers twice. Yeah, uh, you know it, it's 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 pretty rough that. But, but it goes both. Come it, but it goes both ways. Of course it, it does. It? Yeah, but you know, I, I would if I was an opposition manager, and I think I wonder. You will never know that it was just, there was a surprise factor to James Milner for the first half of the season, and a, a combination of he was not being in great form. 
maybe him reaching the limits of his fitness, but also again, people are coming up against him for the second time in that, and they they they've got tape footage that they can analyse of how he plays that position just as much. And I would I would always I would always bank on opposition managers to get the better of guys who are not dead experienced in the position rather than those guys get the get I the think, better I on, think on I top. think to a certain degree you're largely right. I think what you can't forget about is that that left centre left centre half position has been a struggle all season mm. long. You know, this isn't a James Milner who's played with Dejan Lovren next to him all season, yeah. is it? You know, he's had Clavin, he's had Lucas, he's had Dejan Lovren. It's tough for him, mm. you know how how he's playing a new position himself, and he's getting a, a new partner almost and he's every been week. Asked to play very high up, exactly. So well. it's a, it's a struggle. I mean, I I you know what I said at the beginning, I was kind of ended on this. I think he'll be sound next season. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, if, if he's forced to play left back, I think he'll be sound. Are you right? But is it again? This is the thing. If we've got someone to rotate with him, probably the that's probably the most Something likely set of circumstances. The absolute ideal because here's my thing: is that we we need to buy a young left back anyway because there's clearly not one coming through. And you know, Moreno's going to be out the door. You would imagine yeah. one way or the other. Um, Both the Milan's club interested, apparently. Brilliant. So let them let them come all day. We can, wow. There'll be another one where he goes to AC, and in two years' time, I was going, "Oh, look how amazing he is!" It's fine. Let him be amazing. Just give us some doubt. But the the other the other situation, the only other situation is if we want because we definitely that's it. We definitely need to buy a kid or a 17, 18, you know, whatever who can who can train up and, and rotate in that position. But if we need, if we're saying Milner's not good enough. That means we need to buy two left backs this summer, mm. and that's that's when you're entering into the world of you need to have a massive pot of money, and you be able to, you go and we're fixing everything in one go. Whereas I can't. That, I yeah, think that's I think slightly. Right. Less I think he's, I think that position's four choice on the wish list. Yeah. Harshell, um, Harshell B. Uh, what's the best sporting moment you have witnessed other than footy? I figured you'd be better for this one than than I. Oh man, like witness live. Because that's uh, no, let's, let's, no. Let's, let's broaden it out. Okay, because well, let's face it, how many sport events do you actually watch live? No, no, not many, mate. <laughs> yeah. Not many. Just the kids at the weekend playing the under. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just to clarify, <laughs> kidding. Um, one of the one of the best ones was this week. Sergio Garcia winning the Masters was mm-hmm. incredible. Like. Um, you know, stayed up till one o'clock in the morning to watch that. Love the Masters, my favourite golf tournaments. It's it's just boss. Augusta's the best golf course. It creates the best type of matchups towards the end of the day and stuff. So see Sergio Garcia after what was it seventy four attempts at a major to finally get one mm-hmm. uh, when he should have years and years ago. Um, it was great to see. I think. Uh, Man, this is such a hard question. Okay, so so if I had to pick pro- proper sporting, I'd probably say England winning the Ashes in two thousand five. Well, that was good because we watched a lot of that at the time. You were working in the the Chilwell Abbey, and yeah. it was always on. We'd go down during the day and have a pint and watch and watch it. Was constantly on, and that was the last Ashes that was on um, terrestrial TV. So everyone watched it. It was everywhere. So when it happened. It was such a massive moment for the country. Whereas the next one, the the, the one where they got absolutely annihilated um, down under, was on Sky, and of course it was also on in the in the odd hours in the morning as well. Like and from then on, I think my particularly my interest in cricket pretty much went out the window once with, with that because, as I say, there was something to be able to to be able yeah. to watch it. And of course, you had all the obviously it was the the peak of Freddie Flintoff and Kev, well, I was at the peak of Kev Peterson, but obviously he's gone on to have an even uh, an incredible career one way or the other. In the rugby 2003 World Cup was pretty incredible stuff. As I'd well, have like. put that there, except I had to work that final, so I fucking hated it. 
Um, bad enough being dragged up at them in the morning to work, even worse when it's rugby, even worse when all your mates are getting bladdered and, and watching the rugby and celebrating when you've got to work. And, yeah. and then the only other one for me that comes near the list, it's tainted now, unfortunately, is Bradley Wingens winning the Tour de France. Mm. You know, I think it was 2012 he won it. Like, watch, I watched the Tour de France every year, record the highlights, watch them every single night. So at the weekends I was watching, before kids, I was watching the races, like four Your own kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, watching him win the Tour de France was amazing, but it's properly tainted now. The only other one, and it's not, a, it's not a true sporting moment because it's a sports entertainment moment. If we're going to go with we're Vince's branding, it was the moment where Shane McMahon showed up on WCW Nitro after they bought WCW. And I remember because I used to flick between those two, between Raw and Nitro every. It used to be on Friday. It was broadcasting in, in England. Obviously, it was Monday live in the states. And seeing that and being like, wow, like the first time it actually properly crossed over was um, was, was absolutely unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, brilliant question, though. Um, okay, Dan Riley. Which players from the current squad would have gotten into the team in 2008-2009? Sadio Mane. Without a shadow of a doubt. that it? Adam Lallana. Adam Lallana, yeah. I think I think he's an upgrade on Ben Ayun. I think Mane, if you look at what that team let's say let's for the sake of argument say that team was Reina, Risa would have been Risa at the time. No, was it Aurelio at the time of the Risa gone? It yeah, it was, was Aurelio. Aurelio. Um Hippier, Carragher. Finnan? I think it was Arbaloa. Arbaloa. Um, yeah, you're right. Because I covered this team a few weeks ago. Alonso. Mascarano. Gerard. Gerard in like the, what, the 10? It was. Albert Riera was left. Albert Riera left. What were we saying? Ben, it was Ben Ayun. I'm not sure about. I thought it was Coutmore on the right, to be honest. Cout on the right, you're right, yeah. And then Torres up front. So, Mane, swap Mane for Cout. Coutinho, maybe, for Riera. Coutinho for Riera. Oh my word, what a team. Yeah, it's pretty good. What though, a team that'd be. Manuel for Riera. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, Aurelio was good. He scored a, he scored a free kick in, in that game, didn't it's he? Good, so, in the Man United game. was the same, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. He scored some good goals. So, in terms of on the bench, in, additionally on the bench, I'd have Milner instead of Desaina. Matip. Matip. In, same we had Aga. And scale. And still have matter. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'd have Klein in that side, in fact. And I loved, I loved Arbalawa. Arbalawa was great. I'd still, I'd still probably have Klein. Okay, interesting. And then midfield, nah, you're all right. Alonso, Mascarano and Gerrard, fine. They're fine, they can stay. Um, I'd probably bring Lucas, Lucas off from, the, from the young. I'd have the young Lucas. I wouldn't have this Lucas. You wouldn't have the old Lucas. You'd have the young Lucas. I'd, I'd want middle, middle Lucas. I want Lucas from... The game prior to his cruciate knee injury. Oh, that's nice. But it's not an option. So, um, but yeah, no, there's a couple of, without a shadow of a doubt, Mane and Phil Coutinho improved that team straight off the bat. Mm. Title, thanks very much, Man United in your face. And I'm just going to throw Suarez in anyway. 
I know he's not in this side. <laughs> of course. I'm just throwing him in. Kenny. Rushy. <laughs> uh, Ian Rush on the bench. Um, brilliant. Okay, Nigel Cody, Irish Red 11. Uh, now, the few people have asked this, and I, uh, unfortunately for the phrasing of this, I've probably picked the most <laughs> the most difficultly phrased of the questions. Is, well, is it in English? Why Oxlade-Chamberlain, no consistency. We could get two better technical players in Europe for that. He wouldn't improve our squad. Discuss. So, uh, basically, a lot of people asking about Oxlade-Chamberlain. We're going to be doing a lot more of this on the Reds News Roundup show this week with Steve. So, if you want to watch that, please do. It's where we have our, our real transfer and, and, and news discussions. Um, I Well, it's it's known. You really like Oxley Chamberlain. I really like him. Um, I I'll be honest. I like him too. And it as with they went sold in December. Where have no, you seen a bit more of Arsenal since? Or I because do you know what it is? It's his pace. He's 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 faster than I thought he was. Because I sort of look. I look at the goal that he scored against us at the start of the season, and it was a great goal. And that that you know somebody's got the technical ability to do that. Um, that's exactly what we need. And I think that my my thing about the Oxide Chamberlain stuff is that that smacks of Liverpool two or three years ago a signing. There's a lad who he's not getting his he's not quite getting his game time. He's British, he's overpriced, and he's badly injury prone. And that's got Liverpool signing written all over it. Now I will qualify that with if he's the third of three expensive signings that Liverpool signed this summer. That's a great. He's, I think he's a great addition to the squad. Unfortunately, what it, with the Liverpool from three years ago, he's our main signing. We spent mm. thirty-five million pounds on Oxley Chamberlain, and everyone goes, "Wow, Oxley Chamberlain!" And then he gets injured two weeks into pre-season training, and, and we, he plays eighteen games in his first season or whatever. Um, but I like him, and I, and I like him as that. If you buy, if we're buying two top, top, top quality from abroad other players to go you know this summer and then you've got him who can play left wing right wing attacking mid and if needs be if you play two holes mid centre mid as well then I would be I'd be all over Oxley Chamberlain I think he's boss mate I really do I just think he's dead good at footy as simple as that it's just as simple as that and you can like players can't you and yeah. you, you know I wouldn't write anybody off in the Premier League they're all good footballers but for me he's ready to take the step up the only issue with them, and this is something we raised on, I don't know what show it was last week, but Liverpool, if we've got money to spend, stop buying players that are injury prone. It's literally, that's our, should be our point number one this summer, as far as I'm concerned, is we need guys who can play 50 games a season because we've got basically none of them in that squad. We've got very limited number of players who don't get, don't get injured very often. And so much that's unpredictable because there's no... Accounting for Sadio Mane getting his studs caught in the turf and doing his knee ligaments. You can't account for that, but it's all those daft little injuries the players pick up along the way. It's the strains, it's the this and that. We just need more robust footballers. This is where the scouting department comes in. I was listening to a, an NFL podcast, I think it was this week anyway, and it was it was with a guy who's been a scout and he's ended up as a GM for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and I will. It, it is football related. This I can see you glazing over, Paul. But it really is. It, it's relevant. Like um, NFL, just just goes. He's talking about NFL again. Okay. I thought with him starting a channel, he wouldn't talk to me about it anymore. Oh yeah, check out Chris's NFL channel coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. Check it out when it's just you know today. It's got a Twitter and Facebook. And the YouTube channel, no less. Yeah, but no, there's nothing on the YouTube channel, so no point in subscribing to that. What? But you got what? Do I go around and unsubscribe to MHTV? No, so unsubscribe. Do I go around going, don't subscribe to MHTV? TV? There's no point. No. No, I don't. On there. You're right, but that's, 
crucial. You've got it goes, two against, twi- it goes two- against everything that I'm trying to say. <laughs> two Twitter posts on the Twitter. You can look at a cool graphic. Bangers don't win. And, and one that tells you to go to the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you to the uh, to the hundred and six of you that have followed the mm. Twitter account that doesn't tweet. That is really appreciated. At cover two. At cover two TV. Cover mm. two TV with the number two. With the number two. Yeah. Uh, so, Anyway, the Indianapolis Colts. Right, so he used to be a, he used to be a scout, and what he said was he fell in, he fell. In, I'm just playing footy now. Just, I thought you were like, let me finish my point. I thought, right, okay, that's all. Yeah, Paul's wife does that under at the dinner. table if you're listening, and yeah, Paul's wife does that at dinner apparently. Yeah, um, so talking. this guy used to be a scout, and he fell in love with scouting. Ended up, I think it was 15 years in the Midwest scouting. That's what he did, and he was talking about it, and he was saying like, your job as a scout, anybody can tell if someone's good at footy or bad at footy. Mm-hmm. All scouts can do that. That's not what they're paid to do. They're paid to find out the nitty gritty about these players, why all those injuries occurred, whether he's really unlucky or whether his body's made of fucking cheese strings yeah. or whatever. And this is what the scouting departments have got to be there for. Yeah. You know, and you find out about the player's personality, you go and speak to the player's parents. And what he was talking about is he made this really great signing for the Chicago Bears. I forget the fella's name now. Nobody else wanted him, but he went and sat down and had dinner with his mum and dad without him there and just had a chat and he spent a couple of days with them and all this and he found out that the type of people that they were and he knew what type of a person his, that his son would be and they signed this guy and everyone said he's a, he's, he's a misfit, he's, he's not going to work and he ends up being one of the best players the Chicago Bears ever signed because he got to know the people behind him yeah. and, it, and he surrounds himself with and this is what scouts have got to do it's not just, oh he can kick the ball of course he can, he can take a free kick he's fast and all that it's, it's delving into that injury history and wondering why all these are happening and whether we, if he comes to Liverpool, whether that stuff's going to happen. This and is so the if stuff. Liverpool sign an injury, sorry, if Liverpool mm. sign Axley Chamberlain, then I think that they will have vetted that injury history better than we can. Yeah, sure. But again. But you've got to look into it. You're right. A, no, 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 no. What I mean is, we've got a poor track record to, enough to suggest that they, they don't, they don't yeah. they maybe they don't get that. And then you've got to but, get better scouts, which I'm sure which, yeah. which has happened. But it's something that, it's something that Alex Ferguson was amazing at, wasn't he? You know, he used to, he basically look at the, look at the parents and look how they, how they filled out and all that yeah. kind of stuff and say, well, look, if you know, if you, if, you, if your dad is his thirties and then went, then there's a good chance you'll probably end do up with exactly Wayne? the same. Well, exactly. Yeah. That, I think that's a Is lot that why of, he was trying to sell him when well, he was exactly, 28? That, well, no, exactly. That's why he, 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 he felt he had a limited a limited lifespan at Man United and, you know, for whatever reason. But, you know, obviously Jordan Henderson's gait and all that kind of stuff. He was a big student on that, on that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I... Yeah, I I don't know enough about the injuries that Oxley Chamberlain's had to be able to say would because if it's just one of them, if, if it because here's the thing, and you're right, it, it, it's a level of scouting that we'll never be able to truly comprehend because you can look at a guy and go, well, he's had a lot, he doesn't have as many injuries, but you say, well, be, does he? Have, it's because he's not as an intent, he's not as intense a footballer. He doesn't get injuries because he doesn't get in positions where he gets kicked. You know, he doesn't have because he doesn't run as hard as as other guys. So there must be it must be borderline impossible. But the, I think there's a simple rule of thumb. If I'm honest, is that look at the injury record. Look at the injury record that they've had at this point. If they've not had a spate of injuries, they're less likely to have a continue to have a spate of injuries. Whereas that's the thing. Oxley Chamberlain for me, if he's either going to end up at us or Newcastle. 
Yeah. You know, this is the thing. He'll be because he'll be. Look at what Rafa's doing at Newcastle. He's finding these. Type he's an understanding type of a player. Yeah, I know what you get. I know you get, and I don't disagree at yeah. all. I'm just saying. I think you know Liverpool scouting department. If they do go in for him, will have will have quelled those concerns. If not, if not for, for want of a better. Well, way. hopefully. But the thing is, the only point. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the thing is though, it's what we we've discussed this. It's like the it's the it's the property market thing, isn't it? Is that because of the way we've had to conduct business, we've had to gamble on people, and that's where I don't know. Hopefully, this summer we won't have to gamble on this because. What what you're saying, what you're saying is right. Is that hopefully we'll, if we hopefully if we're buying him this summer, it's because we know his injury things aren't a problem. Whereas I think we've gambled on people's injury problems yeah. in the past because that's why the ten million pound cheaper, or that's why the more. And again, it, it kind of goes back to what we said a few weeks ago. Is you just got sometimes you just got to forget the past because mm. it's a completely different set of people who are running this club now. And you know, Jurgen Klopp, I think, has got credit in the bank after the last transfer window that he spent money in. Yeah. And as such, if he decides to go for a player, you know, we can few more we want about it. But look. Look at Gini Wijnaldum and look at Sadio Mane and look at the big two fingers the clock stu- Klopp stuck up at us with those signings. You know, he, he put his neck on the line there. Mm-hmm. Liverpool fans didn't want him, didn't want those players or they thought they were overpriced and we're not going to get value out of them. Look what they've done. Yeah, Just 100%. look what they've done. 100%. Completely agree on that. Um, <coughs> okay, one more question this week and it comes from Alec P. Oh, actually, no, I'll tell you what, one, one, two more questions. The first one comes from Peter McPartland at mm. Ped7, who asks, where was Tom on Sunday between the hours of 10pm and 1am? So, if anyone's seen this, obviously the video, everyone's seen it, the video doing the rounds of Ross Barkley getting sparked out uh, in town. If you look at the still image, the free showing the man who sparked him out, I'm Tom, it's you. Right, Tom, you need to come round here and answer this question, or do you want me to just say Rocket League? Uh, yeah, I was probably working. It's just, I was working. Probably working. That's well, not, I'm not working sure on Sunday between 10pm and 1 I'm like, not we're not going to be sure. your alibi on this, no, Tom. I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure that's correct, Did Tom. you have a three-hour porn session or something? Why won't you tell us where you were? Well, He's somewhere. He, he was playing Rocket League with his Rocket League pals online. Yeah, probably, probably yeah, playing so Rocket League. Yeah. So Tom was not the man who sparked out Ross Barkley. Uh, to, to Possibly. Be, to be fair... <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, we've seen Tom on the football field. I've never seen Tom throw a dig, but I've seen him shoulder barge. And if Ross Barkley took a dig off a guy who can shoulder barge like Tom, Ross Barkley wasn't getting up. Not getting up. Not getting up at all. Um, now, I do know a lad, a lad who once sparked um, Danny Cadamartini, but that's a different story for a different day. And most people listening won't give a shit about Danny Cadamartini anyway. Um, but yeah, and the last question anyway of the day comes from Alec P, as mentioned. Do you guys expect Liverpool to break their transfer record more than once? this season <coughs> I think un- we will almost undoubtedly break it this summer yeah not I this season know. though it's shut yeah transfer window and that yeah um, <laughs> April spring <laughs> spring guys you know it'll be summer won't it yeah no chance when does summer start I don't know mate There's probably Google it yeah August Maybe. Something about swallows. July. <laughs> Listen, careful. Um, to not be a facetious <laughs> about Alex's question, um, I yes, I think that Liverpool will break their transfer record at least once. Once, definitely. I can't, I don't know uh, more than that. I think once is is a definite. Yeah, I. I 
I would be surprised if it was two, but I'd be made up mm. equally. Aubrey had this. Uh, this I think I think he put a bet on it. I'm sure. Okay, I'm sure I get a, a long-winded WhatsApp telling me that I'm wrong if if I'm wrong. Um, he put a what? <laughs> he put a tweet. He put, put a bet on say uh, saying every team in the Premier League would break their transfer record last summer, and there was I think there were only three or four that never. Wow. Mm. Cool. Um, it's quite interesting. It is quite. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Reasonably it? interesting. It's, it's, no, it's interesting. Cool. I'm glad I brought it up. Good. Um, yeah, I. It depends because I. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. If we if it's forty million, and then we buy. And then the next player is like thirty-seven million. Then we've not done it twice. What if he's? But if we buy if a thirty-seven million pound, then a forty million. What if it's player? forty million and then forty million? Then no, it's not breaking it again, is it? Slide that, isn't it? Well, that's the point I'm making. It's the same points. You've just done it slightly better. close together. Yeah, you're right. No worse. Better. Why? Because it's it's ambiguous. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, but that's the thing, is that yeah. I, what I mean is, I would with inflation. We are more. Sure. <laughs> We are, more, <laughs> we are, we are more likely uh, to break thirty-five million pounds, which is our existing yeah. transfer record, more than once. We're more likely to buy two more over oh, priced over thirty-five million pound players this summer than we are to break our transfer record twice, just because odds are. I, I think you're right. We'll. I think we can possibly spend more than thirty-five million twice. Whether we, it, yeah, you're right. It's the order. It's, it's what matters exactly. in life, yeah, isn't it? That's it. We're being dead facetious on this question, aren't we? Sorry, Alec, it is a good question, by the way. But yeah, I, I would I would expect us to buy... Being, I'd just fed up with Andy Carroll being our transfer record, exactly. to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Proper fed up. I'd have paid an extra million and a half for Manny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I would I would expect us to buy a couple of £35 million pound plus rated players this summer. I don't think... Because I don't think that's... I don't think that's that. We're not that far off it, really, are we? When mm-hmm. you consider that we paid twenty odds for twenty two or whatever for Wayne Aldam and the best part of thirty five for for Marnie. So yeah, I think that's I think that's a very realistic thing to see from Liverpool this summer. Anyway, yes, um, we. We're do you know do what? This, though, what? All the FSG out will be like if if we've spent. Hang on. Careful, how you phrase Yeah, yeah I'm, going, I'm trying to phrase it in there's my head blood, first. There's blood and piss boiling. It's, as you it's speak. not the FSG out campaign. Why I'm not bothered about, you say it? I'm not bothered about them. They can do what they want. I'm on the fence still. That's fine. Now, if I was FSG and I wanted to please the FSG out people, uh-huh. I would probably do it in the reverse order. So I go 36 40. Because then your little. Then your little. Liverpool break transfer record twice. Exactly. Exactly. PR, good PR that Liverpool football club. His paycheck. I'd say he's available, but he's not. He's, he is. He's, he's overweight. No, he is. He's available for you. I'm fucking pull. I'll fuck Paul off. <laughs> Careful again. You nearly stumbled there. <laughs> um, those days are gone. Um, long gone, mate. Uh, it was yeah. when you had the long. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, you're right. I, that's it. I, I, there's a, there's a big opportunity. I think there'll be a big there'll be a big PR push this summer. I don't think that one. I don't think they'll care. If I'm and they'll be it, actually. People will hate. People will hate. Um, people, people are gonna haters are gonna hate, aren't they, Chris? Hate, ultimately, uh, yeah. is that a pop song you just quoted? Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Ah, you see, you knew it. Uh, I knew it too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a 
belter of a tune. I'm sorry. It's a banger. Robin it's was playing musical bumps with me to that. It's an absolute bad. I've been she's... trying to get Kat to play years, but no. Snar- she's a she's a snar dickhead there. They'll take my daughter. Song. No, oh, Taylor. Sounds taking a song off Spotify. I'm sorry, I'm not buying you. Not you. You're allowed. People are only allowed to call their own kids snar dickheads, aren't they? It's a very it's a very territorial thing. Yeah, we got some more questions. We're going to be answering. In a moment, so if you're watching on the RedmenTV.com, stay tuned. We're going to be answering um, wrestling alliances because you know I like a good wrestling question. Um, Favorites of a non-football game, and if there was one match in Liverpool's history, you would change the result of which would it be? Answering those in a moment. Now we meant to do this at the start of the podcast. Um, if you do like the podcast, please do rate it, give it five stars. Go for it. Why fuck about? Um, and leave a review as well and obviously download and tell people all about it and that would be absolutely groovy mm. you happy with that? oh I'm made up with that we should have done that at the beginning of the yeah, podcast like, what are we going to do? we're going to do it at the start of the podcast are oh, we bollocks? we're going to wait till the end when we remember and no one's listening and no- <laughs> if you really if, look, if you're still listening it means you really like it and if you really and like it and you've it, not done it the show's basically then go and do see it. you later yeah. go away go and do it go, away do it go away no, on, if you're on, I mean, mixed messages to- Paul no, I feel like we need to get on, on, on message. Yeah. So, yeah, just go and do it, right? <laughs> like that's going to stop sound. Visual gag. Um, I don't think you understand how sound works. It's not going to stop it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're watching uh, on the RedmanTV.com, we're about to get stuck into it. Thanks very much for listening, and, uh, and walk on the rest of you.